Welcome to the TPC Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Pentecostal Church is located at 3700 Kelly Highway in Fort Smith, Arkansas. With roots anchored firmly right here in the Arkansas River Valley, it continues to be a beacon of hope in a hopeless world and a hospital for hurting souls. TPC is a place where you can call home and fulfill your calling in the kingdom of God. Join us for this incredible word from the Lord today. Amen. Thank you, Brother West, and praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It's always good to come together into the house of the Lord and to be able to pray with one another. And uh, I believe the Lord responds and hears our prayers and meets the needs that are before us. And uh, so thank you so much for your, for your prayer. And uh, we have several needs that are in before us in need of continued touch, and we're believing God to do that. As a matter of fact, I've, I've prayed with several people here in the last uh, couple of days that just need a real touch in their bodies as well as in their minds. And I know that God is that kind of a healer and a physician. And uh, I want us to pray for um, Brother Benton. Elder Benton is, uh, Brother Elder Benton is not doing well. He's, he's been in uh, declining condition now for several months, but <clears throat> he is in hospice and in the hospital and not doing well. And we just need to pray that the Lord would touch him and, of course, Sister Benton and uh, this entire family in whom we love and appreciate and ask God just to be with them uh, in this time and and I know God's able to minister to this need. I know, Brother, uh, we've been praying for Brother Sam Garrett that the Lord would bring complete healing in his body. He's been dealing with some physical conditions now off and on for some time, and we're just praying that God would just complete that work of healing. Uh, several of these needs that are among us, and as a matter of fact, I would like for us to take a few moments and pray and uh, as we do that, maybe, maybe there's somebody in your family or a situation in your family or in your life that, that uh, needs that touch and the work of the Spirit to happen on, on uh, their behalf. I wonder, that being the case, if you just kind of slip up your hand, I want to see some hands across the building. I see many hands all the way around this place that God's able to just, why don't you bring that need to the Lord right now? And let's just believe that God's going to intervene. Can we just take a few moments here and pray right where you're sitting? Let's just, let's don't get in a hurry right now. Let's just take a few minutes and talk to the Lord. Can we do that? Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are our healer, our great physician. You are the one who supplies our need and meets our need and ministers. You know every hand that's raised tonight. <clears throat> you know every need that's represented tonight, God. We pray that by the power of your spirit that you would move and work and minister and heal and lift up. You see these families and those that may be in the hospital and those who are in emergency rooms right now that's been brought to our attention. We pray, God, for healing in their bodies, declining conditions that you are able to turn around. You're able to make, do miracles and wonders in your own right. I pray, God, that those who need a touch of healing in their body and their soul and their mind and their spirit, I pray, God, that you would move in a mighty way, work in a mighty way. By the power of the Holy Ghost, 
We invite your presence. Come on, let's just take a few moments and invite the presence of the Lord in this room here tonight. There are those, O oh Lord, who come tired and weary in their bodies, Lord. We ask by the power of the Holy Ghost that you would move in this service, that you would work in our midst, Lord, that you would allow your presence and your spirit to speak to us. We come to lift you up tonight. We come to worship you tonight. We come to magnify you tonight. You are God and you are able to do all things. And there is power in your name and there is victory in your name and there is anointing in your name, Lord. We pray that you turn around these physical conditions in the lives of these people, Lord. Allow your spirit to move and minister in our midst. Hallelujah. Allow your spirit to move and minister among us. Reach into our homes and our workplaces, God. I thank you that you're giving your people strength in their bodies and rest in their minds and victory in their lives tonight, Jesus. You know the needs that are represented in this building. You know every need that's represented in this building. And we come against every stronghold. We come against every sickness. And we come against every disease and every attack of the enemy. And we speak your divine power and your divine deliverance by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. I'm speaking it tonight to be so, that there be victories through the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Victories in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be, I pray, tonight in the name of Jesus. Move, I pray, by the power of your Spirit. Work, I pray, by the power of your Spirit. Move, I pray, by the power of your Spirit. Let there be a mighty working, Lord. Let there be a mighty touch. Let there be a mighty moving of your spirit, of your power, of your presence. I claim it tonight, God. I speak it tonight, Lord. Amen. If it's appropriate, why don't you just lay your hand on your neighbor's shoulder if that's appropriate. Would you just pray for your neighbor beside you right now? You don't know what may be going on that in this next few minutes the Lord can just begin a work. And God can just begin a healing work and a completing work in the authority of the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak these things tonight in this room, God, that you would move and work. I pray, Lord, there be an agreement of power and authority and peace rest upon the minds of your people. Lord, we come against the enemy that would try in every way in every attempt, God, to create harm or sickness or pain or suffering, we speak your delivering power. We speak your anointing to flow, Lord. You are our stronghold. You are our healer. You are our strength, God. And we believe you tonight that you're able to do this work among us. We claim it, I pray, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let it be done tonight. 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 And we give you praise for what you're doing. We give you praise for what you're doing tonight. We invite your presence into this room, Lord. Hallelujah. We invite your presence into this room here tonight, God. We seek your hand and your power and your anointing into this place tonight, Jesus. Hey, Lord, come on, somebody just allow the Holy Ghost to flow through you on a Wednesday night. Come on, just allow the Spirit of the Lord to speak to you here for a moment.
Amen. Just allow the Spirit of the Lord just to minister to you. Amen. You got some things you just need to cast your cares upon the Lord. Just cast your cares upon the Lord because He cares for you. Ah, in the name of Jesus, just cast your cares upon the Lord because He cares for you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we speak it to be so tonight. We claim it to be so tonight. In the power of the name of Jesus, Lord, I seek you. I call upon you today, Lord. I claim it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I claim it right now that any principality or power, we claim, Lord, victory over all things, and we speak the work of your Spirit. We claim healings in bodies right now, Lord. We claim healings in bodies right now. We speak a covering by the authority of the name of Jesus, a covering over lives and individuals and situations. Ah, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you that there is great authority in your name, and there is none greater than the name of Jesus. And through it, as we submit ourselves to you, and we surrender to you that the enemy has to flee. We speak that tonight in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. In the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Does anybody feel the presence of the Lord in this place this evening? Hallelujah. There is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. What we need in our world is the fresh touch of heaven. Amen. We need God among us. Amen. We need God among us. We need God in our lives. We need God in our home. We need God's presence among us. And uh, we want the Lord to know He is welcome here. You know, there were times in scriptures that... Um, that disciples departed and Jesus departed because there was not a welcome. There was not a welcome. There was not an invitation. There was not a, there was not a spirit of hospitality for him to move and to work. And he, he left those places. As a matter of fact, he said there's times that you just shake the dust off your feet and you move on because there's not a, there's not a welcome uh, and I know God is, God is powerful, and he responds to when we welcome him, when our hearts are welcoming, when our attitudes and our spirits are welcoming. I want to have that kind of spirit in my life. I want to, I want to have that openness to God to say, Lord, I want you to move. I want you to speak. I want you to talk. I want you to heal. I want you to bless. I want you to work in my life. I'm, I'm not resistant to that, but I'm open to that. I'm yielded to that. I'm surrendered to that. And I want you to do what you want me to do. And so those of you who have needs in your life, and I know we've been praying for Brother Steve Campbell's mother, Sister Campbell, for healing in her body as well. And, and many, many requests and many needs that God is working and hearing our prayers and ministering to needs that are among us. There's a scripture today that I wanted to I want to share with you. It is, it is in the book of Ephesians chapter number 6. You have your Bibles, Ephesians chapter number 6, and I'm going to read verse number 10 in Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse number 10, 11, and 12. But there is a lot of, in our world today, there are a lot of uh, 
there's a lot of shaking and there's a lot of things happening uh, that's going on in our world and around us and in nations uh, and in the earth and in countries and and states and uh, and it creates a lot of a lot of turmoil and a lot of uh, spiritual uh, moves of what's happening around us. Some of that's evil spirits, but then among that is the power and the spirit of God. And I want to talk about something here just for a few moments because as you live in the elements of life and however you gather your news or information by conversation or some sort of media form, uh, these things begin to weigh on us and sometimes we have clarity of what they are and sometimes we don't. People find themselves in all kinds of situations in their life just in general without what's going on in the world. Uh, maybe there's situations in your family or in your body or in your life. And whatever these, whatever these conditions are that may be going on in the world or in your family or in your life, we find some scripture that gives us a hope and a strength. And it's in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10. The writer saying, Finally, my brother, be, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that's what I want to talk about here for the next few moments, and that is be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse number 11 and 12 simply says, This put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So I'm, I'm not typically just going to go through the entire um, several verses of the armor of God. That's, that's not really my directive here tonight. But my directive is that we could be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And I want to, I want to move down to verse 11 that says when you put the whole armor of God on, you're able to stand against the, the wiles or the attacks or the deceptiveness of the devil. So when you go down and you begin to put on the armor of God, then you're able to overcome or you're able to withstand what you cannot see. And then there's, there's four things here that is identified in verse number 12 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood that's one revelation that we need to get right off and that is you're not wrestling against flesh and blood you're you're not in a fight with your fist with a person you're not in a fight with your vocabulary with a person you're not in a fight with uh, with physically wrestling uh, with a person. This is not flesh and blood. This is not your thinking or your speaking or your physical bruteness. Uh, this is not we're dealing, what we're dealing with. And oftentimes when you realize that, it begins to take away the actual responsibility 
that I have to win this in my flesh. And whenever we get to the place where we begin to agree that I'm not trying to win this fight in my flesh, I'm going to surrender to the one who's able to fight for me in the spirit. And when you get to that place where you're not uh, having a tag team. Now, when I was a boy, we used to, we used to, especially on cold days, and I had an I had a older brother and and uh, his buddies would come over, my buddies would come over, and uh, Mama would clear out the chairs and and she'd put a little wrestling, make us some socks or something or a few pair of shoes, and we'd have a little we'd have a little ring there in the living room on the carpet, and and we'd get in corners and two of us would go at it, and then we'd stretch out there and tag team. And, of course, we were all just having fun, and that mother was a referee most of the time, and she kept that in check. But she figured, I guess, it would be a good way for us to get rid of a little energy at the same token because we couldn't go outside and play when it was cold. But we'd have wrestling matches, and we'd just kind of roll around there and get carpet burns and feel like we, has, we were king of the world. And, uh, you know, if you aren't careful, that will lead into your life where... Uh, things that don't go wrong, you want to figure out, or go right, you want to figure out who's wrong and what to do, and you end up in a, you end up in a, a fight. And, but the scripture clearly declares that there is something very valuable for us to learn, and that is it's not about winning this in the flesh. It's about surrendering to the one who can help us win these things in the spirit, because this is not a wrestling match in the flesh and blood, but it's against principalities. It's against principalities. Let's talk about principalities just for a moment, because I think it's important for us to define what we're up against. And when I talk about the things that are spiritual principalities, there's ways that we deal with this. I don't know if you've ever been in a time of prayer, and uh, and while you're praying, you begin to feel like your prayers need to get a little more intense uh, or your prayers need to get uh, a little more uh, bold and you begin to pray and the Bible talks about that as a matter of fact when you get into a prayer of intercession you'll begin to speak words that you don't utter you don't know it's not your vocabulary it is a time of groaning that can, that cannot be clearly understood and that is groanings that cannot be uttered. It is the time of intercession. This may be a spiritual warfare or a spiritual battle that you're in. And uh, there's a lot of things happening in the world tonight. I'm telling you, a lot of things are going on in the world tonight. But a lot of things are going on in our state. A lot of things are happening in our state. A lot of things are happening in our region. A lot of things are happening in our city. A lot of things are happening on your street. And uh, there's things you don't even know about that's going on in proximity of where you're spending the night. But there's spiritual attacks and there's spiritual things that's happening. And there's the enemy tries to take advantage of individuals and situations so that he can capitalize and create disunity or create issues that would uh, result in physical harm or loss of life or things that would even make individuals be drawn toward certain things drug addiction doesn't come by most of the time doesn't come by just a pleasure that may be a start 
But a lot of times it comes through a stress. There's somebody trying to get relief from the stress. The pleasure is not, uh, if, if somebody already has peace in their life, they're normally not looking for more peace. But if they have turmoil in their life, they're looking for some form of peace. And they will find that in different ways of escaping the true realities of what they're living in. And by that ends up taking them down a path that's very detrimental. And the end is very, but the enemy gets involved in that. You see what I'm saying? The enemy takes advantage of a difficult season or a difficult time or a difficult situation on, on your job or in your family or in your sickness or whatever it might be and tries to plague our minds and our plague our families. And so there's principalities the Bible talks about. Principalities, by definition, is a state or a location that is ruled by a prince. It's a state or a location that's ruled by a prince. So the Bible's talking to us and saying, you don't have to be weak. It's not the will of God for us to be weak. Not weak-minded, not weak spiritually. God wants to give us power. Be strong in the Lord. How are we strong in the Lord? When we begin to realize that we may have spiritual warfare in a proximity of where we are or where we live or what's going on around us. There's been situations I've been in, and after they were over and I got down the street or got across the way, I thought, you know what? I don't think that was just an incidental connection with what I just went through. I think I may have just encountered an angel, or I think I might just have come face to face with a unruly spirit. And in both times, because we are walking hand in hand with the Lord, we're able to navigate the direction we need to go without even knowing what's in front of us. And that's a powerful thing is when you continue, people say, why is it so important to come to church? Why is it so important to pray and to read your Bible every day? What's so important about uh, having brothers and sisters in Christ that you're connected with? Because the Bible in, in its completion gives us the principles that you don't have to be weak in the Lord. You can be strong in the Lord. And that first step is having the ability to overcome the principalities in your county, strongholds, the enemy that is trying to hurt or harm or destroy or mislead or, or in any way confuse Whenever we have power through the name of Jesus and recognize that we are going to pull down this spirit of principality that has control in my life. If you start feeling an insurgent of discouragement and despondence, you need to start praying against whatever it is that's bringing an attack on your mind or in your home or in your family. Just begin to say, you're not owning this. You're not owning it. You're not welcome here. Satan, you are not allowed here. I plead the blood over you in the name of Jesus. That comes from the book of Exodus, where whenever the death angels were going to come, they didn't even know what it meant, but they said, we got to put the blood on the doorpost. And when we put the blood on the doorpost, whatever harm is coming is going to see the blood and going to pass over us. Does anybody know the power of the blood of Jesus Christ? When there's principalities, when you're dealing with a consistent 
spirit that's trying to rule your area, rule your state, rule your region, rule your, your county, or into your neighborhood, you need to begin to plead the blood of Jesus Christ, the lamb that is pure, because something that is pure and something that is royal overcomes and trumps all of the adversaries and the enemy's attack in your life. So there's sometimes I just reach back to the old school of Exodus and say, hold on a minute, I'm going to pull the blood of Jesus and I'm going to apply the blood of Jesus in my life and I'm going to speak to this spirit that's in my state or in my region or in my town or in my neighborhood or is trying to get into my house. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus and when I begin to do that and plead the blood, the power of the blood takes out the flesh of man and the blood of man and brings into it the divinity of God and speaks angelic host to bring spiritual dominion over all of the enemy that is against us. Why are we talking about this tonight, Pastor? Because we need to be strong in the Lord. You say, well, I don't need that. I'm feeling pretty good tonight. Well, just hang on. I'm teaching you something that might, you might need next week. I'm doing all right this month. Well, just hang on. Next month may come, and you might need to know something. You might need to navigate something. So just know that whenever you're feeling something coming down your street or in your town or across the way, you just begin to say, hold on a minute. I need to plead the blood. I need to speak the power of the name of Jesus because I don't want there to be any kind of intrusion into my neighborhood. As a matter of fact, I'm not giving up ground to the enemy. I'm not willing to give up ground to the enemy. I'm going to take back what the enemy has taken from me, and I'm going to maintain my ground. And I'm going to do that by prayer. And sometimes as I begin to pray, my prayers become groanings, and my groanings are intercession. And I am in a spiritual warfare that I am wrestling against not flesh and blood but against the powers that would come and the principalities that would come that are trying to move in and take dominion in my dwelling places and you'll know the enemy's near because he'll try to take your peace and when your peace starts leaving you know that the enemy is trying to captivate your peace and that's when oftentimes you just start claiming healing in your mind Healing in your body, healing in your life. I speak it in the name of Jesus. Peace in my mind. Authority over these things. Just begin to claim that by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the second thing here he talks about, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Against powers. What are powers? Let's identify powers. Powers are beings that will power in unseen realms to oppose everything and everyone that is of God. Powers are those entities of spirits that try to come and they try to oppose everything and everyone that's of God. That's what happens. So when you're dealing with powers that aren't familiar with you, I tell you what, this is, this is what they tell me, that if you want to know what a counterfeit $100 bill is, don't spend time trying to figure out how they feel. Just keep rubbing on the real thing. And whenever you feel something that's not real, you'll know it right away. 
And if, if you and I will spend time communicating and in contact with God, when we come around powers or, or spiritual entities that are opposing God and everyone who believes in God, it won't take you but a few minutes to realize that's not the real thing. There's, there's something that is foreign about that. There's an alien spirit about that. There's a power that is not the power of God. As a matter of fact, if you go back, there were those magicians who went out and did many of the things that Moses did. Whatever he done, that's what they The magicians came out and they did it. But there came a time that there was, everything was swallowed up by Moses' divine authority. There will be some mimics and some mocks. There will be some things that will pose themselves as having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And in this process of powers that you're dealing with, those spirits and alien spirits that just travel, trying to identify a place, as a matter of fact, when a person repents, let me just throw this out there. When a person repents, it's very important that we continue to lead them into baptism and we continue to lead them into the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Because once a house has been cleansed and hasn't been filled, the enemy will circle back around. Those spirits will go back around and pick up other spirits, the Bible says, and will come back to see if that house is empty. So when the house is empty... Those spirits will garner other spirits, come back looking for a place to lodge. But when that person has repented of their sins, been baptized, cleansed in the name of Jesus Christ, and filled with the Holy Ghost, then when those spirits come back around, they have no place to lodge. Because that vessel is not empty, that vessel is filled with the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And so that spirits and those entities will leave. Those are powers that we deal with. And sometimes those powers are very deceitful powers. And, and they have, they have uh, the Bible doesn't say that the enemy is powerless. The enemy has power. There is certainly a, a demonstration of demonic forces in the earth. There is control of, of people by demonic forces in the earth. There is oppressive spirits that push people into believing things that absolutely are not true. And people become susceptible to those things and become a part of that. And they end up causing uh, all kinds of issues to arise from that. The enemy has power. The scripture doesn't deny that. It just identifies this. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's a matter of which authority is greater in the earth, above the earth, underneath the earth. Because the power of the name of Jesus is not just dominant in the earth, but also went to hell and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave from Satan himself. And we have dominion over things in the earth and under the earth. And he has created all things that are above in the heavens and the earth. All power, Jesus said, is given unto me both in heaven and in earth. So the identity is 
Certainly you're going to deal with your family, your friends. Something's going to come along your path that's going, to be a, that's going to be a spiritual fight, a spiritual warfare, because the enemy knows you have something that is valuable, and he wants what you have. He wants what you have. I mean, if you, if you leave your car on the street and, there's, and you take all the tires off and you bash the windows in and, there, and there's nothing to take, nobody's going to come by and steal it. There's no treasure in it. There's nothing valuable there. But if you got a nice car and you got nice tires and, you know, your wife leaves a purse in the front seat and, you know, and somebody comes by that's, that's unlawful and somebody comes by that's wicked, what are they going to do? It's gone. They're going to take the values. You have a treasure. You have something. So guess what? You're going to have to fight against the warfare of the enemy who wants to take what you have that is valuable in your life. That's right. He come to kill, steal, and destroy. That's right, brother. He wants to take and eliminate but what happens? When you get the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, you have more power than that power. Because they have a way to access and get to you if you allow it to happen. But God is coming to tell us that I have more authority than the powers against you. Don't let your mind go astray. Don't, don't let your mind, bring your mind and your flesh under subjection to the Spirit and say, wait a minute, I'm not battling this by myself. Go into prayer, seek the Lord, and then when you come out of that prayer, come into a place of refreshing and say, this is not my fight, this is your fight. This is not my battle against those powers. God, this is your battle against those powers. Amen? Because whenever you start praying in the Holy Ghost, let me tell you something that happens when you start praying in the Holy Ghost. Michael, the angel, came when there was war in the heavens. And he fought because he's a warring angel. I need to get a picture out of your mind of just a little fluttering, uh, you know, white fluttering something or another that you've seen in a program somewhere. There's warring angels. Michael is the warring angel. And he comes when there's a, whenever you go into prayer and intercession and whenever you begin to say and speak and, and whenever principalities, when there's, when there's enemies trying to take your territory. You know, we got to take our territory. We got to claim our family. We got to claim our home. You got to stand up and tell the devil, you're not getting my kids. You're not getting my family. You're not, you're not having my stuff. You gotta take your territory. You gotta claim it in Jesus' name. And, and when you claim that, you gotta take your street and your neighborhood. And you gotta, we gotta take this city and we gotta take these surrounding cities. And we gotta take the county and we gotta take the surrounding counties. You can't allow the enemy to, to take what belongs to God. And he's gonna give you power through your prayer to overdo, overcome that. And you have a greater power that is in the earth. You have powers against powers. There is a warfare. And I don't know if this is foreign to some of you here tonight. I'm not trying to scare you to death. I'm just trying to tell you what you're in. Because I don't want to be weak. 
I don't want to be weak, and I need you to understand. The reason we're weak is because we fight it ourselves. We're tired and wore out and exhausted. We're fighting this ourselves. And you know what we have to do? We have to cast our cares on him. We have to constantly, every day, maybe multiple times a day, God, this, I, I can't fight this. This is not flesh and blood. I'm casting this care upon you. I am casting this upon you. I am claiming that you're going to fight this fight for me. You're going to work this out for me. You're going to be with me. You are casting your care upon the one who has greater power. I remember I, I never was one that wanted to run around beating nobody up at, at school. I, I always wanted to get along with everybody, but I, I remember I, there was a little tussle that got in one day, and, and it's one of my buddies, and uh, I, was, I was, you know, guys kept bullying him, and then they started bullying me. But, I, but the problem was I had a friend who was a pretty big old boy, and they said, well, you know what? When school's over, we're going to catch you out there in the just outside the school out there by the playground, we're going to catch you. So I just found Andre. I said, Andre, where are you going? He said, I'm going to go out here by the, wait for the school bus. I said, I'm going to stand by you. I went and stood by Andre, and he's about four times my size. And, and nobody, for an unknown reason there, nobody came to mess with me that day because I was standing by big Andre. And they could have handled me, but they couldn't handle, they couldn't handle Andre. I, I need us to get this picture in our minds that we think that we are weak and sometimes when we're struggling, our strength comes from who is standing beside us. There is a presence and a power of God that says you're not fighting this by yourself. There is a spiritual warfare going on, but you are not alone in what you're doing. There is a power and a dominion that is stronger than the powers of the earth. Amen. Let me get to the third one here. And it's, the third one says uh, we're, we're not just battling against principalities and against powers, but also there is, a, there is a fight against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, some of these may not be spiritual things, but they are being led by dark spiritual things. There are literally rulers in the earth that are operating in a very dark direction. And they are being, they are being led by darkness into places to do things that will create spiritual demise. Pain and suffering and woe. And I will tell you something. That's what's going to bring the end of the world. That's what's going to bring the end of the world. As rulers, you look through all the different uh, timelines of history and you will see leaders who created their own processes of how they were going to do things and what they were going to do until they came to a point and came to a place where when you look back, those segments of history reveal that these things were time periods of dominion that created great havoc in the earth, but were getting closer to the end of time. And that's, that's what's happening in the world. You're not dealing with the flesh and blood, but there are, there are those who are rulers of the darkness 
of this world. There are literally people who are ruling in darkness in this world. So how do you fight against them? How do you overcome them? Not by your power and by your might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. These things are not going to be one in your flesh. You just have to know. These are People get all messed up about we're living in this day, and boy, things are going the wrong direction. I don't know how we're going to do this, and oh my. And you'll be pulling your hair out. At some point, you've got to stand still and say, we are living in biblical history. God has given us revelation that these things are going to pass so that the end of time may come. There is spiritual darkness in the world because there's going to be a day when the end of time is going to come and the world is going to be in such devastation that the world is going to be looking toward a person, a man, a ruler that everybody can turn to and bow to and he will bring peace and the scripture declares him as the Antichrist. We're headed in that direction. We're headed in that direction. But we don't have to be powerless in the earth. There are rulers of the darkness of this world. There's spiritual blindness among people. We can pray for them. We can do our part in what we're supposed to do. But we don't have to become weak because of that. Don't become weak because of the news you hear or what you're seeing or what you heard or your vote didn't go your way. That's really why we kind of take politics out of the apostolic church is because the apostolic church is not governed by what happens with politics in the earth. We're not governed by that. We speak the authority of the name of Jesus. We know that God is still on the throne. He has not been dethroned. He has power over all things. My faith is in him. My trust is in him. My life is in him. My economics is in him. My savings is in him. My checkbook's in him. My car's in him. My house is in him. My children are in him. My marriage is in him. Everything about my life is in him. It's not in the government. It's not in the state. It's not in the world. It's not in presidents and kings and queens. It's not in the stock market. Everything I have is tied up in Jesus. Jesus Christ. And that's why we don't just step out every morning and kind of read the news and put our finger in the air and say, well, which way is this going to go? Which way is the wind blowing? We wake up every morning saying, my feet solid on the foundation of the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. I am healed, I am blessed, and I am delivered. God's economy is good. God's economy is good, and his divine protection is covering. If you, get, if you get to struggling, just begin to plead the blood. Just begin to plead the blood and say whatever is trying to create the demise and pressure and anxiety. You know, the, the enemy uses all of these things to create anxiety in your life. All of us are human, Okay. There's only a certain amount of stuff we can think about and deal with until we start hyperventilating. You know? Feel like you're claustrophobic and got locked up in something and you can't breathe. The enemy is just trying to create these scenarios. That's when you have to back up just a minute and say, wait a minute, I'm not weak in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. 
because this is not my fight. I'm not wrestling people or politics or things or governments. I am taking dominion and authority by the power of the name of Jesus or whatever's happening. And even in your children's life, you may have grown children that are married and facing things, and they may have children. You just need to rise up and begin to say, I take dominion over the things that try to destroy and try to deteriorate my children and my family and my household because we have greater power than the principalities or the rulers or the darkness of this world or whatever powers are among us that's not of God. We have the power. Fourth one, let me finish here. The fourth one is spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what happens. Every now and then, Brother Steve helps me out. Brother Steve Campbell, and he flies me. Brother Gary, they, they fly me around some. And they, my wife, when she gets in that plane, she wants to talk about stuff. We get up there way thousands of feet up there. And, and my wife wants to have these conversations. Now, what would happen right now if... Now, these two gentlemen I just mentioned, along with Brother Mark Dewater, they're just, they just calmly talk about these things. They're all pilots. They just calmly talk, well, this is what we do. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk. Don't turn my headset off. I don't want to hear that. I tell my wife, be quiet. She's, she wants to know, why, how do we, if a motor goes out, what are we going to do? What's the plan here? I don't want to think about that. We're up there. Get me down. And, of course, these gentlemen who are well-skilled in what they've done, they've learned, they, well, we'll just, we'll just glide along here, and we're high enough where we'll just glide and find the right spot to land. I'm like, ah. Uh. There, there's, and and, that, and that, their, their preparedness for these things says we're high enough. We're high enough. Brother Lyles knows this. He's piloted for years, too. We're high enough to where we got, we got some options going on here. <laughs> you know, I flew sometimes back. They... I flew me to Mississippi, and I, it was kind of a long deal, and I was extremely tired, and I'd, we'd been down and spoke at a conference, and, and Brother Steve, I believe, and Brother Mark flew me back that time, and whenever they were flying, they were in the front seat, and I just laid in the back seat, and I, we weren't hardly off the ground too far, and I was just, I went to sleep. I was just so tired, I, and that's very unlike me, but I just, I think they believe the Lord knocked me out because they ended up getting in some weather and they had to deviate and they deviated over here and they deviated over there and they deviated over here and they deviated over there I think that's the word I don't know what it's called but they went over here and they went over there and and I'm out I have no idea and we weren't far out from Fort Smith we were real close out from Fort Smith and they and I, I woke up and I got stirring around and and uh, I tapped him on the shoulder said turn my headset on and uh, so they turned the headset on, and I'm looking. I said, what are we doing so low? My Lord, we're not supposed to be this low. Get me up there. And they said, we can't go up there. We're staying below the clouds. We're getting out of some stuff. They said, thank the Lord. He's knocked you out, Pastor, for the last hour and a half so, so we could get you home and you weren't. They know I don't like that stuff. And, and this, the, the Scripture is talking about something here. It said, in some high places, there's spiritual wickedness because the spiritual wickedness is just kind of navigating and just, just kind of moving around. And maybe they even kind of deviate over here. You have a good church service, have a good prayer meeting, and they just kind of move over here. But you know what? They'll just swoop right back in. 
There's spiritual wickedness in high places. You, you overcame something down here, but there's something up there, and there's things over here. And there's, If it's not people that are ruling in darkness, it's other powers, and it's some kind of demonic presence or the imps that are trying to move through individuals or things and move into your territory and stir up your nest of peace, and the enemy just tries to move all around and swoop around. Well, for one thing, you know you're doing something right whenever you're facing all that. You, they got, you got something that the enemy's trying to take. Remember that conversation a few minutes ago about the car? You got a treasure that the enemy is trying to steal. But you don't have to be weak in this process of spiritual deliverance. You have greater power than the adversary that is before you. So there's spiritual wickedness in high places as the enemy tries to, tries to rise and lower and move around See, the devil don't know everything, and the devil can't be everywhere. He's not omniscient, and he's not omnipresent. He's not God. There's only one who is omniscient, and that's God, all-knowing. There's only one who's omnipresent, and that's God. There's only one who's omnipotent, and that's all-powerful, and that's God. That's not the devil. That's not his imps. That's not Satan. That's not the dragon. That's not, that's not the enemy of your soul. The only one that's got all power that knows where you are all the time is God. I don't know if, I don't know, I've, I got this uh, thing, I, I think it came from one of my kids, it's called 360, it's an app you put on your phone, and you kind of keep up with children, know where they're at. Well, I got an 18-year-old, so I kind of need to know what's going on, but I tell you what that thing does, it'll drive you nuts. I mean, if her cell phone gets down low, it'll pop up and say, Gabby's cell phone only has 7%. What am I supposed to do, call her? Say, plug in your cell phone. I want to tell you something. God knows about the most minute things in your life. He absolutely, God has the power to see everything that's happening in your life. The devil don't have that. The enemy has convinced you of that, but the devil don't have that. He's just roaming to and fro. He has to walk. He has to try to glide. He has to try to get some sort of insight from however he can. But the God that you and I serve knows the hairs on your head, and they're numbered. And the little bird that flew into your window and fell over dead, God knows about that sparrow. How much more does he know about you and I? We have power over the spiritual wickedness of our world. You have power over the enemies that you're facing in your life. You have dominion because you have God. Boy, that's a good statement right there. You have dominion because you have God. You have dominion because you have God. And there is no spiritual wickedness, no matter where they are. You do not have to become weak. Stop trying to fight that in the flesh. It'll, you will wear yourself out. You will wear yourself out. You can't fight this in the flesh. Go to God in prayer. Speak in the name of Jesus. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. 
That means yield to the spiritual authority and power of God flowing in you. And then as you resist the devil, you are not doing this yourself. God is pushing him, is rebuking him away from you. That's the power that we have. Let me conclude Mark chapter number 5. I feel something in the Holy Ghost here tonight. Because there's a fight. There's, the enemy wants to draw you in to get your sword out and you know, let's deal with this yourself. And that's, that's, not, that's not where we are. That's not where we are. That's not what this is about. This warfare is not about how, what can you say? What can you post? What, what can you write? What, what email can you send? That's not, this is not what this is about. This is about go to prayer, go to prayer, go to prayer, talk to God, submit it to God, cast your cares on God, lay your hands on your head, Lay your hands on your heart. Speak healing in your body. Speak healing in your mind. Resist the devil. Submit to God. Be filled and refilled. Filled and refilled. Renewed and renewed and renewed in the whole. Let it be like a well springing up. Let it be like a well springing up. And you'll be strong and the enemy will be defeated. The enemy will be defeated. Where was that? The book of Mark. The book of Mark chapter number 5. And let's go to verse number 8. The book of Mark, chapter number 5, verse number 8. For Jesus said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. And there's one speaking for many. Okay, there's one spirit speaking for many. The spirit sought Jesus to send them away, to not send them away out of the country. So there's a spirit that is representing many spirits that they do not want to leave the country. Now there were nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. There's a bunch of hogs, pigs feeding, swine just Mowing, just moving around, eating, and, and all of a sudden, the devil, the devil sought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. So this is what happens. There is one man who is governed by a legion. A legion represents 5,000. That's the number of the definition of legion, which is many, 5,000. There's 5,000 spirits that are in one man. And they're binding him, and they're, and they're causing him to cut himself and to do harm to himself. But there's 5,000 spirits in one person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And 5,000 spirits could not kill one man. Right. 
5,000 spirits could not kill one man. And these are spirits that are, looks like suicide spirits. Enough of them are anyway. Because these spirits went into about 2,000 swine. And when they went into them, they didn't just keep, you know, eating grass. They ran and ran and ran until they ran off the cliff into the sea and drowned in the sea. And the tide just took them and they disappeared. And in the meantime, there's one man over here who was possessed, who no longer is possessed. Do you understand what we're fighting against? You can be dealing with one devil or ten devils or a thousand devils or five thousand devils. They do not have dominion over your life. It can't kill you. All we have to do is continually try to put ourselves in positions to where we can be in the presence of Jesus. Sing that song again. Sing that song one more time. Sing that song again. Sing that song one more time. You know that song? Sing that. Why? Because we're getting in the presence of Jesus. You're in your house and there's all kind of some chaos. Get you on some good gospel music, something good Christian music, something that promotes the name of Jesus and the power of the blood of Jesus and the healing Savior and the, put something on that drives out and I'm going to tell you something. If you turn the lights off and you go over and sit down in a corner and, you know, you don't eat for about two days, you're probably going to get extremely weak. But if you'll turn the lights on, turn some good gospel music on, get a, turn a good apostolic preacher on, start walking around just, just speaking the name of Jesus, just claim the name of Jesus, get some of that vegetable oil, cooking oil, whatever it is you got out of your shelf, put it on the tip of your finger and walk around in your house and anoint your doors and your windows and you just plead the blood and say, I'm speaking right now by the authority of the name of Jesus. There is no principality, there is no power, there is no rulers of the darkness of this world, there is no spiritual wickedness in high places that can come against me. I have the power of the name of Jesus residing in me. It's another good reason why we ought to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Because now you have the name of Jesus applied to your life. So my name is Tim Sullivan Jesus. It's been applied to my life. That's who I am. That's what I am. I have dominion and power over the adversary that would try to come and bring havoc into my life. Thousands cannot have one. They have to all submit and say, please, don't just disperse us out of the country. Send us somewhere to go. There you go, brother. You're getting it. You're getting it. I hope some more people are getting this because if this ever gets old to you, you may be in trouble. We're fight. There's some things that's coming down your path and everything may not just be coincidence. The enemy may be trying to knock on your neighborhood. He may be trying to take territory in your family. And you might try a whole bunch of stuff, but have you ever just tried going into intercessory prayer? Pray until there's groanings that cannot be uttered. And when you come out of that, listen, there's another angel 
There's another angel that comes, and it's not an angel of warfare. It's a messenger angel. And that's Gabriel, the messenger angel. And he comes to deliver messages that what's coming and what's in you is the Savior of the world. That's the messenger angel. So whenever you get with the, with the warring angel, you're going to move into the messenger angel. Because when you finish your prayer time and your faith and you speak in the name of Jesus, when you move into that place, all of a sudden there's going to be a messenger angel that's going to come and he's going to point his finger at you and say what is with you and what is in you is the Savior of your world. That's Jesus Christ, Brother Joseph. That's the power of God, not just with us, but in us. Say, <laughs> so, well, I don't know about all them angels. I do. I do. A few several years ago, my 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 dad has this office. Uh, he had this office when he was pastor, and it was it's a big office, and it had doors, big double glass doors right there. I think I probably told this story, but somebody may not have been there. So I'm getting old. I'll just repeat it. But my dad has these big glass doors, and and uh, my siblings kept talking to me and said, you know, dad's. He's down there in his office sometimes. Sometimes he's there late at night. Sometimes he's down there early in the morning. Sometimes he's down there in the middle of the day praying or studying in his office. And he said, There's, he'll just unlock those doors. And, and anybody could pull. He's right there on a four-lane highway. Highway 84 runs right in front of Dad's church. And, and said, Dad's just sitting in his office. And they just pull right on the parking lot. And they just come right in. So my sisters called me a couple times and said, Tim, what are we going to do about this? And my brother said, you know, what, what are we going to do about this? And, man, we're worried. Dad, somebody's just going to come in there and, you know, who, right off of that highway, people come in and want money, and they get, some couple people's gotten mad at him, you know, because he wouldn't give them money. He didn't want to just say, we don't have money laying around here to give. You know, are you hungry? I'll take you to town, get you something to eat, and I'll get you some gas, whatever I can do to help you a little bit. But I don't, I don't, I don't just have money to give out to people. And people get mad about that. They get upset about that. And, and so they, everybody's worried. So they just nominated me. To talk to my dad about making sure he locked that door and not be down there after dark. Well, I appreciate that nomination. But I'm the baby of the family, and, you know, they think, well, whatever you say, he's going to do. Well, that ain't so. You know my dad, whatever the Lord says do, that's what he's going to do, and everybody else is going to have to get in line. So I'm trying to do my due diligence. My siblings have talked to me about this, and I've prayed about this, and I thought, you know what? I, boy, I don't want anything to happen to my dad. And so I, one day I was, I was there, and Dad was down in his office, and, and I, just, I just said, this is a good time for me to slip down there and just sit down and talk to my father. So I, I went in there and sat down in, in his office, and, I, and he's sitting over there in a the chair, and I'm sitting here beside him, and we're just kind of talking, and his Bible sitting there, and he got two or three Bibles, and he, he's he's wore this one out and wore that one out but he likes his Bibles he just keeps reading them and studying them Bibles he just studies all the time prays and I'm, well, I'm in this office and I'm feeling God I'm like you know I, I, I know it's my father he's my pastor and he's but I want to tell you something Jerry Sullivan is a powerful man of God you, you, you don't I try to get him to come here and preach and he he says that's a long way back home to my bed son I, I can't get him to get in a plane with anybody. You know, that's we're flying back and forth. But he, that's a long way from my bed. I, I want to be in my bed when it gets dark. So I was, I'm, we're talking, I, and finally I said, Dad, I need to talk to you about something. He said, well, what is it, son? 
Well, I'm about to tell him. I'm, I'm sitting there, in this, and there's the glass doors, and I'm sitting here about to talk to my dad, and I'm looking at these glass doors, and I'm looking at my dad here beside me, and I'm, I'm about to try to muster up enough courage to say, Dad, we're really worried about you being down here with these doors unlocked. We don't know who's going to, I'm, I'm, I've already kind of pre-planned what I'm going to say. And as soon as I start to utter that, I looked into that corner by them glass doors. And there is a large figure standing at that door. And it is an angelic being with power and covering and might. This has been several years ago. And that angel is standing at that door. And I can see the look on his face. His face tells it, I got this door. <laughs> now, you don't have to believe in angels. That's the only thing I've ever seen like that. And within a few moments, it was gone. It was there, and it was gone. I was rubbing I got to talk to Brother Lyles about this. I'm seeing things here. As an angel, as a, there's a visitation. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You, you don't have to believe it. That'd be fine. Dad said, son, what, what did he talk about? I said, well, it wasn't really that important anyway. I said, what are we going to do? In all those years, my dad was in that office. And there'd been people pull up on that. My mother would call me and say, son, the police are down there at the church. What do I do? I said, ah, it'll be all right. Well, what about your dad? I said, he's okay. My sister said, what, did you talk to him? I said, nope, didn't say a word. I told my siblings, I said, we don't have anything to worry about. My mother's wringing her hands. Right, what are we going to do? I said, we don't have anything to worry about. There's an angel that's planted in that corner that's watching that door. And there's nobody coming off of Highway 84 to take, because God has an angel. I want to tell you something. We can demote ourselves if we want to. But whenever you repent of your sins and you're full of the Holy Ghost and you're baptized in the name, the Bible says if you just knew what was in the heavenlies, Lord, open his eyes that he might see that they that be for us are greater than they that be against us. Let's stand to our feet. Be strong in the Lord. Now, I want to. this is what I feel like in the Holy Ghost we need to do right here because I, I want some people to go home in peace tonight. There's been people praying for healings and miracles. There's been people praying for things that you just hadn't seen and you hadn't had what you want, but I'm telling you, God is with you. And there's some things that's about to come to pass. There is some miracles that's about to happen in your life and in your house that the enemy's tried to beat you down and beat you up and tell you it's not going to happen. But I'm praying tonight that the Lord will show you an angelic host, that there are an army of angels that are for you that are watching you that are protecting you that has got their hand upon you and the enemy cannot put his hand against you lift your voice right now and say lord i receive my strength come on receive your strength tonight I know it's a Wednesday night. You put forth an effort to be here, but you're going to leave in some strength tonight. Be strong in the Lord. Lord, 
this job situation, these people on the, on the job, this work, this, this anxiety, this wandering, this confusion, these issues, these problems, I'm surrendering them to you tonight. I'm casting them on you tonight, and I am receiving my strength. Come on, when you feel it, reach over and pray. Lay your hands on your neighbor. Come on, when you feel it, just if it's appropriate, just lay your hand on your neighbor right now. Come on, God's going to deliver you from that fear. God's going to deliver you from that anxiety. God's going to deliver. It's not the will of God for his people to live in anxiety and fear and weakness. But there's a healing coming right now. There's an authority coming right now. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have power and dominion. You have victory and authority. Ah, we receive it in the name of Jesus. We receive your strength in the name of Jesus. We receive your strength. Hey, atorobohosheataha. Yeah, hallelujah. We receive your strength in the name of Jesus. We receive your strength. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Now somebody give him praise for doing just that. Come on, somebody just take a deep breath. Somebody just take a deep breath and give God praise. <laughs> Woo! Somebody just take a deep breath and just give God praise for what he's done. <laughs> oh, if the Lord be for us, who can be against us? Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Go forward. Go forward and allow God to fight your battles. He is on your side. He is with you. And somebody said in Jesus' name. So be it. Somebody say it. So be it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now when you go. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I hope this word has blessed you. If you are in the River Valley area and are looking for a church to attend, we would love for you to join us right here at TPC. Services are Sunday at 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. You can visit us at our website at www.tpcfortsmith.com and on Facebook at the Pentecostal Church Fort Smith. Here you will find any information you may need. Thank you and God bless.